welcome to the Every Woman Network podcast, a chance for you to engage with fresh ideas to advance you and your career. In this episode, you'll hear from Every Woman expert Lucy Ball on the five key emotions and why we need to be able to talk about them in work. Firstly, Lucy, would you be able to explain to us why we need to learn the language of emotions to begin with? Why should we know the language of emotions? Well, we we can't really avoid them. And more and more in our workplaces, strong emotions show up due to change, uncertainty, confusion. And it's really important that as a colleague, as a teammate, as a manager, as a leader, we have some basic literacy in the language of emotions. So I'm going to help to give you some tools and skills today And hopefully by the end of it, you'll feel much more confident about talking about your own emotions and talking to colleagues. So to start with, Lucy, when we say emotion, what do we actually mean? There's currently a couple of different points of view on what an emotion is. A slightly more traditional, longer standing view is the built in view that across all human cultures and some of the non-human primates like chimpanzees, certain facial expressions would show fear, would show disgust, would show pain. And they're the same for everybody. Same triggers, same physiology. For example, if you're afraid, your eyes might go wide. You might get sweaty palms. And someone might be able to tell if you were afraid because we can see fear on people's faces. Now, some neuroscientists still believe there's some truth in that. But the, the newer research is pointing more towards this idea of emotions being built rather than built in. So we have these interpretations or guesses that we're making about our sensations. And these guesses are based on prior experience, our language, our culture. And that seems to make sense to me that our feelings are pretty contextual. It depends on our life's history to date and also what's about to happen. You know, I could have dry a mouth and sweaty palms and wide eyes, but that might mean I'm really excited to go on a first date rather than I'm terrified of giving a presentation. So we need to acknowledge that emotions are kind of guesses that we have about what is going on in our bodies, what's coming through our senses, what's coming through our eyes, what we see, what we hear, but also inner body sensations. So if I have a churning in my stomach or an agitation or a discomfort or an urge to run around, you know, I might say I'm nervous. Um, Or if I have uh, a kind of sense of heaviness in my shoulders, I feel like I might cry. I might say I'm sad. These are our interpretations and they're based on what's going on in our bodies. We really are embodied creatures. And so emotions can show up for us in work? We might like to think that in the workplace, we keep our emotions and to some extent our bodies out of it and we're we're supposed to just focus on what are our thoughts and what are our actions our thoughts and behavior but the truth is that we're not constructed like that actually all of these lines between thoughts emotions sensations behavior have these arrows going in both directions how i feel about a meeting can change how i think about a meeting which can change how i act in the meeting How I act can change how I feel, how I feel can change how I think and vice versa. It's all going on, even if we don't talk about it. So let's just dive a little bit more deeply into the emotions that we can talk about, the ones that show up in our daily lives. And I just want to give you a little sort of quiz for a moment. If you were to name five primary human emotions, what would they be? Maybe just... Have a think for yourself what would be on the list of the primary human emotions. Now, again, different psychologists, different researchers 
come up with similar but slightly different lists. I've gone with the list um, that was developed by a couple of psychologists called the Ekmans, who happened to do a beautiful piece of work with the Dalai Lama called the Atlas of Emotions. And they say there are five. Disgust, which is not just disgust with other things outside of you, but could include disgust with yourself or your own actions. Fear, anger, sadness, and joy. I wonder if you guessed those. I'm going to just go into each one of these and say a little bit more about them because there's a range of different feelings inside everyone from very mild feelings you know disgust in a mild form might just be disapproval or you know I don't really like that person or it could be as 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 strong as contempt you know I hate or loathing or as horrible as shame, you know, a feeling of such disgust with oneself that you think you're bad and there's nothing good about you. Fear can range from, you know, a little bit on edge, a few tummy butterflies, right through to full dread, full panic, full terror. Anger can range from just, you know, mild irritation, that annoyance you feel when you see somebody's particular name in your inbox for the 10th time this week right through to resentful or even furious and sadness can be a kind of low feeling of sorry for myself discouraged right through to misery and despair and all of these we sort of move up and down the scales according to our previous experience and what's happening to happening to us in the moment thanks lucy so we've gone over what all the emotions are but why do we have these emotions and also why is it important for us to be able to talk about them in work so it's all the emotions are there right they're in us they're in other people i want to talk about uh, um, a little bit more about what we can do about all this emotion and why it's useful to to talk about emotions to know a bit more about what's behind emotions i'm also going to offer some health warnings for people who are dealing with emotions um, in the workplace there we go so let's remind ourselves the purpose of emotions there are guesses not just about how we're feeling but what we need daniel siegel who's um, writes um, in the field of psychology neuroscience relationships psychotherapy says emotions evoke emotion it's a nice way of remembering they can help us move us towards what we want or away from what we don't want we feel fear we look for danger we see a snake on the path we step to the side this is a basic system that we have that grew up in our limbic system in in our evolutionary time as primates to help us do stuff that keeps us safe moves us away from danger and towards what we want so each of these five emotions has a purpose if we feel disgusted, we can say thank you to our disgust because disgust can help motivate us away from being poisoned by rotten food or poisoned or adversely affected by social or physical um, things that are dangerous to us. It can move us towards healthier, more socially effective choices. Even if we feel guilt, that can be useful. You know, what does some is there something I have to make amends for? Fear, our fear of danger keeps us safe it can move us to protect ourselves anger comes up when there's something blocking our progress or threatening our boundaries it can give us the energy to meet a challenge or stand up for ourselves sadness 
is a response to loss or hurt. And if we feel sad, it often prompts us to take care of ourselves, you know, even if that means getting under the duvet or to reach out and get support. I uh, had a little cry on my husband's shoulder yesterday because next door's cat ate my friendly Robin. Felt so sad and I went and got a hug. Joy describes the feelings that arise from experiences such as achievement, beauty or connection with others. And it says to us, this is good, do more of the same. So the more we know about the purpose behind emotions, the more we can look for the need or the motivation behind someone's emotion, our own or someone else's, the more useful it is to us. This comes with a health warning. We're not as good as we think we are at reading emotions, our own or other people's. Our own, for example, I was hugely outraged and cross with my son last week. He was packing for a trip and he was making such a mess and I went, crazy at him and he's so annoyingly emotionally intelligent he said mum I'm not sure that your anger with me is really fitting for the you know I'm packing this is normal to make a bit of a mess is there something else going on Uh, he was so right he was going away with his brother my other son for the first time since they were born I was going to be on my own in the house without them for a week and I was feeling sad so my initial emotion looked like grumpiness but actually underneath it wasn't anger it was sadness I wasn't aware of that. And we're not as good as we think we are at reading other people's emotions. Lisa Feldman Barrett's TED Talk has some fantastic data about juries and their ability to detect remorse in somebody in the dock. In fact, we're really not very good at knowing how someone else is feeling based on their facial expressions, even though we think we are. This can be pretty dangerous. So after the health warning, I want to still encourage you to move into this space of talking about emotions. Amazing. So how do we start talking about our emotions at work? Because obviously it's a place that we think that we shouldn't be emotional. So how do we change the narrative around that? This idea of selective vulnerability. It's the ability for us at work to open up a bit about our own emotions or to encourage other people to open up about theirs while still prioritising safety, stability for you and your colleagues, acknowledging that not everyone wants to talk about everything all the time. So what does that mean? How can we start talking about our emotions more at work? So let's just start with our own, our own feelings. The first thing that we can do when we have a strong feeling at work is look for the truest emotion. Now, I thought I was grumpy with my son, but actually underneath I was sad. And sadness is about needing support, needing some help, needing a bit of care. So if I can get under that initial emotion to the truest one, and then I can say, hmm, sadness, what, that, what might that be about? I can maybe get what I want. So I can learn to talk about that as well, you know, and use the kind of language instead of you did this or you did this, I can say, I see you making a mess and I feel angry. And if I really look at how I feel, I notice I feel sad about you guys leaving me for a week. Can you give me a hug? And would you be willing to send me photos just a couple of times, just the odd text while you're away? And when we're a leader or a manager or a colleague or a workmate or a teammate, we can look for the truest emotion in someone else you know I think I see emotion there is it okay to tell me a bit more this is how we keep it safe always asking is it okay or I'm sensing Joe you know Lorraine might say Joe I'm sensing some anxiety in you about this appraisal but I can't tell for sure if that if it's anxiety what are you really feeling and then when you hear them reflect back what you hear 
That was Lucy Ball on the five emotions. We hope you enjoyed this Every Woman Network podcast. Do continue your career journey at www.everywoman.com. Thank you very much and please do join us again next time.